Oh, well, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Two Tired Dads. Uh, this is Justin. This is Jonathan? Yeah, sure. And uh, once again, I'd like to apologize for those of you that have video, if we even end up making this video, that you have to see our faces now. I apologize for that in advance. Counseling is available if you so need it. Which we probably do at this point. Yeah. Uh, so this is our uh, this is our little podcast that we do. We we talk about uh, all kinds of stuff. We give you unsolicited parenting advice. Uh, you don't want to take advice from us, uh, but it's here if you want it. And we talk about all kinds of junk, nerdy stuff. We get into some Marvel and some Star Trek and Star Wars, and uh, yeah, uh, all kinds of junk. Oh yeah. So. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about a couple of things. Uh, John has been really itching to talk about uh, our pop culture topic. Yes, and, we'll, <laughs> and uh, we'll get there when we get there. But uh, first things first, uh, today is a very special day, John, isn't it? Very special day. It's MLK Day. That, that's not correct, though. It's not. <laughs> Actually, my calendar says it's his, it's his birthday. But well, yeah, but it's not an okay day. But you know, another special person's birthday today is Tobin's first birthday. Um, one year old, he That's made crazy. it. <laughs> That's crazy. He kept yeah. him alive for all year. Oh man, me and Laura were joking about that earlier. Like, he survived a year with us, so I guess he's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's crazy i mean he is uh he's officially walking around uh almost running at times um it's just surreal you know because he's going through a lot of changes just all at the same time like you know i, I said walking he's uh He's also eating a lot of like more solid foods. So starting on Monday at daycare, he's going to, you know, get the full on menu. You know, they're going to provide him breakfast and, and lunch. And um, I don't remember what they said breakfast was, but Monday's lunch is going to be fish nuggets. And he's never had fish or nuggets before. So that's going to be a first for him. And if he's anything like his daddy, I mean, he's just going to love food anyway. So. Yeah. Be fun. So your daycare does lunch and breakfast? Yeah. Uh they they told us about it. Um like last week sometime, uh, the middle of last week, and they were like, Oh yeah, since he's coming up on a year, uh, you know, a lot of the bigger kids, once they reach a year, they can start getting into like uh, the meals that we offer. And, uh, and I was like, well, do we have to pay for that? Or is that uh, included in the tuition that we pay? And they were like, no, it's, it's included. So you don't, the only thing you have to supply is just whatever drinks or, you know, uh, snacks that you want him to have. And we provide the rest. And I was like, oh, awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so for. Good huh? Good, good day. Yeah. Yeah. Good. 
it was it was definitely definitely a good day we we did the uh the virtual little party thing uh it was it was quick but we wanted to kind of share the uh the cake moment with everyone and um and i think in, in retrospect i think that cake was probably too big for him <laughs> uh, yeah i think so that's all right <laughs> Yeah, next next time he won't get such a big piece, but he he loved it, and I was honestly a little worried because um, on the side of the cake, I don't know if you could see it in the video, but um, there was like these little color, like it was like red, blue, green, like different colored like designs on the side of the cake that was almost like fruity pebbles. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and it was sprinkles. Uh, so, they they were kind of like sprinkles but thicker. Oh, and oh. Just, they they looked like they they looked like fruity pebbles. But I tried one and uh, it was kind of crunchy. So I thought you know, well, <laughs> hopefully Tobin's okay with it. But honestly, he was fine the whole time. He was just you know double fisting it, you know, just digging into that cake and yeah, he uh, oh he he was he got pretty fussy when i took the cake away <laughs> oh you took away the man's food yeah well he ate like almost half of that huge piece so good lord yeah and then he still had dinner that night too i don't know where that little boy puts it all too that's yeah yeah neither one of our kids really ate today i don't know Really? The opposite problem, well, not a problem, but just the opposite thing here. Now that they eat fruit, so uh, than cake. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, LB is going to have a pretty good diaper because he pretty much ate grapes today. Nice. Not not so nice for the daddy who has to change it. Eh, it's fine. Yeah. All right, so our dad topic of the day. We don't have a name for that, do we? Father time. Oh, that's right. It's been too yeah. long. Sorry. <laughs> we just haven't used it in a while. So <laughs> this is our show. This, this is our, our show. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot the names of our segments on our own show. Father time topic today is uh, walking. Teaching our kids how to walk. And we have some tips for you. And and these tips are not from us. We're just using the tips. So if they don't work, it's not our fault. That's right. Use them uh, however you want. Yeah. So this source uh, comes to my little place called Teaching Littles. That's teachinglittles.com. .org. No, I'm kidding. .com. And... Uh, 14 tips to get your baby or toddler walking. Uh, so I guess we can just dive right into it. Dive right in. Uh, okay. Where's the? Yeah, you might have to scroll down a little there bit. I'll, I'll, I'll take the first oh, one. Sure. Uh, so this, uh, and now again, there's going to be 14 of these, so you're going to have to stick with us. Um, but this first one is uh, be sure. I, I, huh? I get lost. I get lost after number 13. I can't count higher than 13, so you're going to have to help me when we get to the 
13. Let them know what comes after 13. Well, I only know up to 12, so I guess we're both screwed. Great. <laughs> blind leading the blind. Right. Uh, so number one, uh, be sure they have met all previous milestones. So this one is, uh, for for the most part, I, I'd say it's pretty self-explanatory. You know, you, you want to make sure that they're, you know, at least able to crawl, that they want to, uh, or that they're able to kind of sit on their own, that they're pulling up or standing on their own uh, independently, or at least being able to kind of uh, hold on to something. I know that was something that Tobin kind of did. Uh, he, before he started walking, he would kind of hold on to like a, a chair leg or, or something and just kind of, you know, do the little wobble dance. Uh, and yeah, so you, you just, you want to make sure that they're at least developmentally at that point to where they're able to sit, able to crawl, able to at least stand up to get to that position. Yeah. Cool. Nothing to add there. That's yeah. Yep. Pretty straightforward. The next one is a uh, go barefoot, which seems kind of weird to me because I don't know. I, I don't who's putting, especially as a baby baby and that doesn't know how to walk just yet. I don't know what you're doing putting shoes and socks on them in the house. So, but go barefoot. Yeah. Go barefoot. Just, uh, just, just, just barefoot. Yeah. And it makes sense. You know, they, they the article says they have, uh, the reasoning the article gives is there are tiny muscles in the feet that need to start developing and strengthening. And the only way to do that is by bearing weight on them. So yeah, you're putting pressure on your feet by putting socks and shoes on, but you know, it's better for them to be barefoot. Yeah. And it helps you to gain traction and to learn how to, what it feels like to be, to be on your feet. And uh, it's, uh, it's a good, it's a good sensory. Uh, it's, it's good sensory. You know, your feet on the cold, on the cold floor, uh, the cold wood or tile floor or the soft carpet, or I don't know, maybe you're a, maybe you're a feral and the, uh, the grass and the dirt. I don't know. Yeah. Either you one might, works. The, you might live in the woods, just yeah. like the, just like uh, the, the, just like the Wendigo. Yeah. I was thinking of something else. I don't know. I don't remember their names. Never mind. It's okay. okay. Come on. Uh, so the next one is uh, sturdy shoes. That's, yeah. All right. So once you go barefoot, you're gonna want to get some shoes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and this one I I didn't know because um, we had gotten Toby and like because uh, the, the article says specifically you know get rid of those baby crib shoes with the soft soles because they're not going to work. You want to get something that has uh, you know a, a harder sole that kind of supports the ankle and and the muscles and everything. Um, and and again, I I definitely didn't know because we had bought Tobin shoes that had a soft sole, um, and he he couldn't walk in it. You know, he would. This was when he was starting to learn how to walk, and he would just kind of like slide around a little bit, or his legs would wobble a little bit more. Um, and then uh, Laura had actually done some research on that and saw that you know he needs that harder sole. Uh, 
and then also not not only for the support of the um, the muscles, but also because it has a better grip on the bottom of the shoe. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, definitely, um, I think the barefoot thing maybe when when you're inside, like indoors more, or yeah. maybe if your child's maybe progressing a little bit in the walking stages, uh, then you know the shoes with that that could support. Uh, the brand here that the article actually uh, suggests is uh, Strideright. It says that it's one of the best brands for your little ones to provide great support for any early walker, both on the sole and ankle. You can find them at discounted prices on Amazon. You sure can. Yeah, and they are not paying us to say that. However, we are not opposed to it. Yep. Please. Pretty please. Yeah. Uh, next one is uh, baby steps. You know, don't your kid's not gonna you're teaching your kid to walk. You're not gonna teach them on the first day, or the second day, or the third day. And, the, and once you do, they're not just gonna run. Take off running. It's uh, you know really really slow. You know one step is success. Two steps is a success. So start off slow. One two. Steps, and, and you know, I think you see it in the like commercials and movies and TV shows and junk. You know, teaching a kid to walk, and their mom and dad are like six feet apart or whatever, and they come to daddy, come to daddy. Like that's that's not going to happen when you're teaching them to walk. Yeah. Right there. there. Maybe yeah. steps, and uh, that kind of ties into the next one. Once you. Oh yeah. So yeah, baby steps, and then. This next one is uh, encouragement and motivation because uh, the, the article talks about, you know, celebrating every little victory. And, and that's that's true because um, I remember, you know, just with with our little Tobin uh, and I'm sure you guys probably did it, too. Um, every time he just took a couple steps, you know, he he'd take one or two steps. We'd sit on opposite sides of the playpen, you know, trying to get him to walk to us and you know, starting off, he's not going to get across over there, but even just one step and he'd fall down, we just clap and, you know, say, yay, good job. And, you know, he kind of like look up and smile and he sometimes he try to get up and do it again. And so you definitely want to, you know, keep that motivation going because it's going to put that encouragement into them to want to, keep doing it and, and want to keep trying to get up and stand up and, and just not only walk to you, but um, I know at daycare, especially like um, I think Tobin probably sees some of the older kids walking around and yeah. while he was like just barely sitting, you know, he's seeing all these kids and we would see it when we pick him up from daycare. Uh, you'd see all these other kids walking and running around and, and playing and he's just in the middle of the floor, just, you know, watching everything and he wants to interact so i think that also kind of encourages them to want to it does walk. Yeah. yeah the same thing with like that ties in the other stuff too like talking and you know vocabulary that that also ties in right? they see the other kids doing it so they're going to want to do it too they got to learn to they got to learn to keep up with the pack so to speak oh yeah and uh, reduce reduce their fear is number six. 
make sure you have stuff that is uh, close, like uh, the couch. And I do, do do it like in your living room where you have the couch and you have the coffee table. And uh, so if they start to stumble, they can grab onto that. Or maybe you, you yourself, be right there. So they can grab onto you if they start to fall. And, uh, you, know, it's, you know, they're going to fall. They're gonna, the kid's going to fall. Mm-hmm. And hopefully there's uh, something there, like they won't fall too hard and they'll be okay. And then they'll realize, well, it's okay if I fall. And once I do fall, it didn't really hurt. So I don't have to be afraid of falling. Yeah, exactly. Again, having all that support there, all the couches and the chairs and coffee tables ties into the next one. Yeah. So number seven, uh, gradually reducing that support. So, you know, definitely early on, you know, like, like Justin saying, you just make sure they have that support to kind of hold on to as they're getting more sturdy and kind of at the point where they don't necessarily need to grab onto something to pull up. Uh, they can kind of just go from that sitting position upright um, start taking some of that that support away. You know, uh, maybe don't hold their hands as much. You know, don't uh, let them do it on on their own. Um, I think just from what we've done, because um, we definitely did that. We uh, kind of had him like hold on to the coffee table at first and just kind of yeah. you know hang around, walk around circles around that coffee table, and um, eventually we. Uh, moved him up to he'd walk around like lengths of the apartment back and forth from our bedroom to his room across the apartment with like uh, a little you know toy truck wagon thing and um, he would just do that back and forth and um, we took that away one day because it seemed like he was pretty sturdy and now he just walks around the apartment all the time that's cool that's great it's scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you uh, you covered this one kind of already, but uh, provide good role models. So like we were saying, uh, uh, Toby would see other kids walking around at the daycare, and he wants to do it too. So you you have um, you have brothers and sisters that have kids around the same age. Yeah, maybe get them together, and they can. They can kind of learn together or, you know, they play with cousins. Well, you got to get up and walk to play with cousins. So that would help a lot, too. And like I said, we kind of already covered that one. So Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely an important one because it's going to help yeah. that motivation and everything. And, uh, but with this next one, number nine, strengthening their muscles. So... This is very important, and and I think I don't think there's too early of a time to strengthen their muscles, their leg muscles specifically, because I remember when Tobin was first born, like he's not even like a month old at this point. My mom was like, "You got to get him a Johnny jumper, got to get him a Johnny jumper." I'm like, "Mom, he can't even hold his head up," and she's like, "You just you got to get it because once he he gets to that point, put him in there." He'll be able to just jump around, work on his leg muscles. And then because my mom said she did that with me all the time. And she told me that I was walking by nine months because of that. And I don't know, you know, how accurate that is. But that's what she says. 
Um, but I, I really think that did help him to kind of be able to walk uh, before, well, just before he was a year. Um, just because, I mean, and, and he loves it. I mean, he's just jumping around and he would like spin around in that thing. And um, yeah, I, I think definitely developing and strengthening those muscles in their legs is crucial because um, not only being able to walk more sturdily, but just, you know, getting to that point even sooner uh to be able to just walk around and kind of be on their own and they're going to love that independence anyway mm -hmm. uh so uh practice makes perfect just keep practicing keep same time of day same same time of day you can exactly. do the same things and then you sit down and you you work at it for a little bit then you stop you break you maybe practice some more. You can't do it once a day and expect it to work. So you got to set aside the time and make sure you're consistent with it, and you'll get them there. Yeah. You Unless like you it. don't. <laughs> Unless you don't. Yeah. Well, There's that. Uh, so this next one, number eleven. Um, uh, this one, I don't know if I completely agree with, but it says always place them down on their feet. Um, so the article talks about, you know, when you're holding your child, you, you want to place them down in a standing position instead of sitting. Mm. Um, now, I we didn't do that a lot just when Tobin was starting uh, to walk because we kind of wanted him to... Um, develop those muscles to learn how to stand on his own more but uh, from what this particular article is saying you know you may be used to putting them down sitting uh maybe easiest for them which that's certainly true uh but you want to take every opportunity to get them bearing weight onto their feet uh so even if they plop down as soon as you place them down you're still letting them know that the expectation is for them to stand up and to to a point, so yeah. I uh, I think that that is good. You definitely want them to understand like the weight uh, of the you know being able to stand on their own two feet yeah. kind of. But that's definitely one thing that we didn't do. But uh, I think you know it still worked out. <laughs> uh, I I do kind of agree with that one. So I, it just gives them an opportunity to put their feet down and then you know again they up the expectations that they stand yeah so i i do kind of agree with that one. okay all right uh allow them to cruise on the furniture so this this goes all the way back to the support making sure they have support around uh coffee tables and couches and, and uh, chairs and our kids had those little push things that help them learn how to walk they hold on to it and they can have rolls. Uh, it's just uh, another thing of support. It says give them access to long lines of furniture. So kind of maybe if you have your couch and your easy chair and then a coffee table or something, you know, just put them there and then have them kind of walk to you and walk along. Yeah, that's... Pretty much what we kind of did on that one. 
Um, huh? I didn't see anything. Oh, okay, sorry. It kind of froze a little bit for a second. Yeah. Uh, so for the next one, uh, number 13, start with a firm surface. Now, this one... Um, Oh man, see, this one is definitely hard for me because um, so the article is basically saying that you want to start off on like hardwood floors or tile because it's the best place for them to learn, even if they're very wobbly and unbalanced. Um, now, again, I don't know if I agree with this particular thing because when, uh, yeah, so I think this one, use at your own discretion, but um, yeah. Tobin. For sure. Oh my gosh. When he first started even just learning how to stand on his own, he would face plant every time. Uh, yeah, he's that's, gotten... that's my concern. That's my yeah. concern. <laughs> oh man. Like we we started teaching him how to like stand in his playpen. Fully padded mat thing that's on the on the ground in there. Um, so if he fell, you know, he would just fall on the mat and he's fine. Um, and he did that quite a bit. So, uh, yeah. So for me, starting to teach him how to walk or even stand on a hardwood floor, uh, he, he get he's a lot better at it now. If he falls, he knows to fall on his butt. Um, but it took him a little bit to get to that point. So yeah, this one use at your own discretion and definitely make sure, you know, obviously that the kids supervise. But um, yeah, that's a, we'll, we'll leave that up to you, the parent. Yeah. You yeah, I don't know if I agree with that one either. I just, I don't think it matters. I mean, I, f I feel like, I want to say most people, but with our, uh, we don't have carpet in our living room. We have a rug, but we don't have carpet in our living room. But I feel like most people are going to, it doesn't really matter where you do it. I yeah. I don't, really, I don't really like that one too much. That's true. Uh, so the next one is uh, two adults are better than one. So kind of, uh, you have one adult that's encouraging the kid and the other one that's giving support at the other end. So, you know, doing that whole, uh, you know, come on, like a dog. Come here, boy. I haven't walked to you. And it's, it's just, you know, make it fun. You know, you're both, you're both cheering. Like, you know, you celebrate every small victory. And... Yep. Those are, uh, I'm guessing that's 14. Is that 14? Yeah, yeah, that, that's 14. I, I learned something today. All right. Nice. Learn something new every year. Yep. <laughs> that's it I, I got it knocked out what's today the 15th 15th wow you got 15 days into the new year I guess uh, you're free to not learn anything the rest of the year alright <laughs> so yeah so if, if you guys are interested in, in uh, you know reviewing that article looking it over yourself please take a look at it uh, teachinglittles.com, uh, 14 tips to get your baby or toddler walking, an article by Marissa Labuz, L Labuz, that one, 
Um, this is from June 2020. Nice. Oh. So, yeah. That's Take a look great. at it. Definitely. <laughs> so, <sighs> what's next on the agenda, Justin? Uh, I guess we can knock uh, Rad Dad real quick. Let's do uh, it. Let me, uh, yeah, let me share a screen with you so I can show you. I'm ready. It's not, it's not a, it's, this is actually practical. This is a magnetic wristband. So when uh, you and I are both very handy around the house, we know how to uh, we know how to do all the things around the house. We actually, well, I don't think I've ever a plumber has never been inside of my house before, because I do and you do all your own plumbing. Uh, I don't know what an electrician is because I've never had one in my house because I do all of that myself. And uh, this is something that I don't have, but it's a magnetic wristband. And you, you put it on your wristband, you put the band on your wrist. Not a band like a, like a par- like Paramore. Yeah. Or, uh, Man, that's an old one. Disco. <laughs> or... Uh, those other emo bands I used to listen to. Those other emo bands. <laughs> but it's a wristband, and you put it in this magnetic, so you can put the screws and the nails and whatever on your wrist, and it's it'll be magnetized, so you'll be like Magneto. I was just thinking that. And when you need it, you just grab it. Now, in all seriousness, uh, I was replacing one of the one of the rollers on my garage door, and... I kept dropping the stupid screws, and I'd have to get down off the ladder to get the screws. And it was annoying because it would be it was dark, and I think one time I rolled under the car. I'm like, oh, oh that sucks. sucks. <laughs> and I was like, and I, I and I was thinking about this product. I I need to get one of those things because that's really cool. No, but it's a this one's this one's not silly. This one actually is practical, and I think it'd be a good idea for a. Father's Day, if you are in the need of something, ideas for your uh, for your partner to get to get you, you can suggest that. It's pretty cool. Like it looks like you can put a lot of stuff on it. Oh, because this picture shows uh, these nuts and bolts and washers and what are these things called? Uh, drill bits. Yeah, drill bits. Little drill bits and yeah, all kinds of junk. You know. But the thing is with this is I don't know if they're going to do very many sales because you don't need this magnetic wristband if you have the COVID vaccine because it makes you magnetic. You're already magnetic. Yeah, you're already magnetic if you have the COVID vaccine. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, I saw the video of the lady putting a paper clip on her arm and it falling off. And her putting it back on and it falling off again. But she's magnetic. Well, I, I was going to say like a, a very unpractical way <laughs> that we can use that. Uh, since you brought up Magneto, because that's exactly what I thought when I saw the wristband. Um, you know, you put on like that maroon cape and the weird looking helmet and then just get a bunch of those wristbands <laughs> And just have like different metal things like stuck to you, and you know you have like like you're walking down the street 
trick-or-treating and you see all these kids looking at you like you've got metal like a you got like a wrench or a fork or you know like you've got like random metal things attached to you the car goes by and you go flying to the car that too (laughs) that would be so funny (laughs) i'd laugh i would definitely laugh too yeah yeah so those uh i know that we do this we did this on the show so the I, I collect the uh, the Marvel Legends uh, action figures. I think they're really good quality. I don't care. I'm an adult. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man with a job, with a house, and two kids, and I buy toys with some of my uh, spending money. Nice. I don't care what you think. Uh, I saw a really cool thing that I wanted to do. It was the Magneto action figure, and they have him posed and everything, and uh, they turned him into a an office supply deal where he's like on a base and he's doing that and you put your paper clips on him like on his hands so when you need a paper clip you just grab it That's cool. i was like hey i could make that because i uh, actually have two of them now i have a uh, one from i guess the early 2000s and then for christmas a couple of years ago i got the it was a two-pack it was magneto and professor x but their heads changed out and you could do the like the michael fassbender head or the Ian McKellen head, and then the Patrick Stewart head, or the James McAvoy head. So that, that was cool. Anyway, nice. Speaking of nerdy stuff, mm. are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. I've been waiting to have this conversation for like almost a month. <laughs> okay, so we should do a disclaimer just just in case. Spoilers okay. ahead. Warriors around. We're going to talk about uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, I don't know what to tell you. If you haven't seen it, pause the podcast, go watch it, enjoy it, love it like everyone else, and then come back here and listen to the rest of the podcast. Yeah, so let's pause here for a couple seconds. Maybe we'll put a commercial right here. Who knows? This would be a good spot for the ad break, yeah. Hey, uh, glad you guys are back. Did you enjoy the movie? Man, that was that was fast, yeah. <laughs> Did you get popcorn? Did you ask for extra butter? Ah, uh, you can't do that anymore. Remember, New Year's resolutions. You said you were giving up. You said you were giving up butter. That's neither here nor there. Now that you've seen the movie, we can talk about it. It was good. It was great. Yeah, it was great. It was good. It was really great. So I, I, I kind of clear before that I'm not really a big fan of Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Yeah. His movies for me, like the Vulture, is the highlight of the movie. And quite honestly, Michael Keaton made the movie. Yeah. Like without him, I really could take it or leave it. I agree. Um, Stereo was really good. I liked him. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, he was really good. Again, without him, eh. I guess Tom Holland just doesn't jive with me for whatever reason. But uh, this movie mm. was really good. And it's definitely my favorite of the three. Yeah. I don't know quite where it stands. I need to watch it again. I don't know quite where it stands in the overall uh, ranking. But yeah. it's It's pretty up there. I agree. 
Yeah, I think um, I, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I, I need to watch it again because I think the the newness of it has kind of washed away a little bit. I remember when I first watched it, I was like, oh, it's it's my, my favorite Spider-Man movie ever. But, you know, I, I think I need to rewatch it just to kind of analyze it more. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was so good. Oh, my gosh. Um yeah. I think, uh, and especially being um, an Andrew Garfield fan uh, when it yeah. comes to Spider-Man. I yeah. mean, I loved seeing, I, I loved seeing Toby in it too. Don't get me wrong. But I loved uh, Andrew Garfield's parts in it. Just, you know, them all working together was so cool. Mm-hmm. You looked, uh, you looked old. I know he is, but he looked old. Uh, Toby? Yeah, he looked much yeah. like he looked his age, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's true. He's like, what, 42? I mean, I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. He's just, he, yeah. he was an older, an older Spider-Man. I mean, just like in uh, Into the Spider-Verse, how you have older Peter Parker. I mean, that's a cartoon, though, so it's a little harder to tell. But. Yeah. That was uh, really good. I just thought it was so funny how, for all this time, people kept saying, "Yeah, Tom Holland or uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in the movie," and Tom Holland's like, "No, they're not. I don't know. You guys are gonna have to believe me at some point. They're not in the movie." And the both yeah. of them denied it. And like, "Come on, they're in it." Yeah. And I'm watching the movie, and the whole time I'm thinking, "They gotta show up at some point, don't they? We're getting to the third act of the movie here." Right. And then Ned starts doing that thing with the ring. Uh, and as soon as that portal opens, like, oh, snap, here comes. Uh, I thought it would be Toby first, but I don't mean, I didn't care. I was like, it's going to be Toby. It's going to be Toby. It's gonna, no, oh, it's Andrew Garfield. Oh, That's man. so cool. I love that suit, too. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The amazing, that was mm-hmm. the amazing Spider-Man 2 suit. Yeah. Like, um, the the big white eyes and just like the the red spider and mm-hmm. as soon as i saw that portal open and he kind of turned his head when they were yelling for peter i was like oh it's andrew <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, man yeah okay. it's, it's a minor detail but uh in the spider-man game there's uh the different suits and you can get that suit it's called the amazing suit mm. so it's, it's the amazing spider-man movie suit and then the one from Tobey Maguire's uh, rainy ones, it's called the web suit, the webbed suit. Oh. So you can, you can, you know, cosplay or whatever as your favorite Spider-Man. Pretty cool. And then they have the Stark suit, which looks just like the... Um, the Iron Spider? No, well, that, that one too, but it's the, like, the Homecoming suit. Oh, yeah. So just the... Like the, the eyes that move, that grow, whatever. Yeah. But that I use the Stark suit is or the um the Iron Spider suit is my default one that I always play with. I always play that one. Nice. I would play it just so I can get the amazing suit. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So what um what was which of the villains do you think was the best? Uh, I mean, I'm partial to Doc Ock because uh, I'm pretty confident that Spider-Man 2 is going to remain my favorite Spider-Man movie, 
even after repeat viewings of this one, I think it's going to remain my favorite one. Uh, but I think Doc Ock was, I like how they treated his character. I get, okay, I guess my thing is I'm a little, and I don't care. It's It was such a fun, fun, fun movie. And it was like, yeah. you, you got to suspend every bit of disbelief that you have. You cannot, you cannot think too hard about it. But I'm, I'm wondering, where did he get pulled from? Oh, well, my, my assumption is that um, he he got pulled from right after the part where his wife died? Because uh, I think so. Because he doesn't know who Peter Parker is, or who Spider. Oh, oh, that's right. He, so it couldn't have been. He then. finds out at the very end of the movie. That's right. And at that point, he'd already kind of turned. Hmm. Uh, he he kind of did a 180 and he kind of came back yeah so i'm wondering you know if that because he was like that he would have came all you know half naked and wet right he was about to die at that point yeah so it looks like he came and it looks like they intended him to come like right from the train fight or i guess the even the bank robbery because he had the hat didn't he have the hat or he i think hat. oh he was wearing the clothes though Okay, well, whatever, the train fight. That's, like, immediately yeah. what I thought of. Like, it looks like he worked in the train fight. And then, uh, like, a Green Goblin, yeah, I mean, he... That one's fine, because he knows... He finds out who Spider-Man is at Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's right. And uh, Sandman, I don't think he knows until the very end of the movie. Very and again, yeah. he had turned around and come back. And Electro, that one I don't know anything about. Electro never, never knew Peter was uh, Spider-Man. You were telling me, and I had also read that people said that he found out at what, Raven's home or what is Ravencroft. It? Raven? Yeah, Ravencroft. He found out at Ravencroft. Like, yeah, but he was dead. He was exactly. only there for a little bit, and then he escaped, or he got yeah. let loose. He didn't know. Yeah. Uh, but then he people say that in, in the dialogue he mentions that he was hooked up to something and he was downloading all this information when he got brought into this universe. So somehow when that happened, he was still hooked up to a machine and he found out who Peter was. Uh, I guess so. But. Yeah. And the lizard, Doctor Connors, he knew. Oh, yeah. He he knew, I think, through, like, halfway through the movie, right? Yeah, he figured it out yeah. somehow. I don't really, I, don't, I haven't seen those as much as I've seen the other ones. So I yeah. don't really. Yeah. That's it, right? So, which one? That's it, right? I think so. Yeah, it was just those, it was like five, yeah, yeah, five villains. I have a little nitpick, I guess. I kind of wish that, uh. Thomas Hayden Church could have been visible in the movie, or at least yeah. a little bit. I think that would save them money on visual effects, for one. Like, they could have had him revert back to uh, Flint Marco for a little bit, and then, you know, turn back into the Sandman. Because he never looks like that in the movie, not really, not for very long. Yeah. 
the only time you see like his human form is like at the very end when they revert him back to yeah. human. And that, like the whole time, I'm thinking like if they got everybody back, everybody's back. But I wasn't sure about the lizard because you never see him in his human form until the very, very end. And even then, I was like, he looks different, but it's him. This is the same actor. Yeah, same one. They got everybody back. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I get you know maybe I can't change my mind. I think it's Electro. I like how they actually made him a good villain this time around. Yeah. Like they, he 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 looks different this time. Around. I look in this universe and I, a little bit. You're like cut. <laughs> you could wash. You could do the laundry on your chest, man. Come on. Right. <laughs> no, he, like he wasn't all blue in this one. Um, no. He, you can see when he did like his, uh, I guess, power up. You could see like his head, his headpiece. It yeah. did that classic, the classic headpiece that he wears in the comics. That was cool. No, they, they made him menacing. Like he was still a, he was like a straight up villain, which he wasn't in the movie. Not really. He was like reluctant, or I don't know. He was like a, he was almost like a baby. Like he didn't know what he was, how he got there, or what he could do. And then Spider-Man did something to him, so he attacked him. But in this movie, he was like a self-aware, I know I'm bad, I know I got these powers, this is what I can do. So I guess him, but, I mean, Doc Ock is still my, I think, my favorite, favorite overall. I can see that. Green Uh, Goblin was good, though. Which one? Green Goblin. Green Goblin, yeah. That's actually my, my pick. Uh, yeah. for the best villain. Uh, I, too I mean, too easy for me. Yeah, sure. It's it's too easy, but uh, at, at the same time, like, um, ah, oh, man, it just, I I think like his Willem Dafoe is still such a superb choice to play oh. Green Goblin. Um, and I I saw somewhere that uh, I was actually reading an article today about it that one of the reasons why he agreed to come back uh, or I guess stipulations for him coming back was he wanted to do more of the stunts. Um, and I was like, wow. I mean, he's still pretty in shape too for his age. So why not? Sure. Um, but I, I liked how he had more of a comic accurate look. Cause um, after he kind of ditched the whole, you know, Toby, green goblin suit and the mask he uh, he still had like the green suit but he found like a like a deep purple kind of a hoodie and it was like kind of torn and tattered in some places so he was like flying around with that green and purple look um that was pretty cool um but just like i feel he went to a darker place um mm-hmm. and just he comparing him to spider-man one from 2002 to now still very crazy (laughs) of a a character but i i think he just he took it even further and uh i mean because he basically kills aunt may and pushes tom holland spider-man over the edge to where he wants to kill him he's He's ready to just toss aside all his rules and everything. And, you know, it's just you, you, you see Tom, he just like, he's pissed and he wants 
to kill the Green Goblin. He doesn't want to save him. He wants to kill him. And I think Willem Dafoe definitely did a great job just portraying that craziness that he needed. It was, oh, yeah. I, I, think, I remember there was a lot of complaints about the Green Goblin's look mm-hmm. before. And, like, I'm, I'm wondering, like, for, and what, what was the in-universe reason for him wearing that mask? I mean, the suit I get, but the mask? It looked like a Halloween mask. I mean, yeah. there, there was no in-universe reason for him to wear that thing, so he ditched it right at the very beginning of his introduction. I, I think that was a good thing, and I don't know if that was a nod to, hey, nobody likes what this thing looks like. Or, like you said, he wanted to do his own stunts. So you can see his face throughout the entirety of the movie, except for when he first shows up when he's wearing the mask. Mm-hmm. But you can see his face the entire movie. So like that's that was really cool. Oh, now, yeah. In the trailer that I saw, uh, we saw Green Goblin. We knew he was in it because we saw the pumpkin bomb. Mm-hmm. And then we saw him on the glider. But then later in the trailer, we see somebody else on a glider not wearing the mask, the same outfit. So I thought maybe, maybe it'll be Harry. Mm, like the new goblin that they did? Yeah, or, and then, but then I saw, like, it looked like someone was wearing a hoodie. Like, maybe it would be Hobgoblin, which I don't remember who Hobgoblin was. I think that was Harry. You remember? You know the Hobgoblin in the cartoon was like some random person. He wasn't an Osborne. Um, oh. But in the Spider-Man 3 movie, I don't think they ever officially said he was Hobgoblin. They say he was new. Yeah. yeah. Like it's a made up. And supposedly there's like a yeah, fan Ned. theory. Huh? Ned Leeds. Ned Leeds. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That that's that's what I was gonna say. That there's a fan theory that the, his friend Ned is supposed to be like the Hobgoblin or something. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Nice. That could be that's like awesome. a like since he forgot that Peter's Spider Man. You know. <laughs> I don't know. They could work that in there. Yeah. So uh, did you uh, did you see Eternals? No, I, I saw it's it's on Disney Plus now. Um, I'm gonna probably try to watch it on Monday because we're we're off on Monday, but daycare's open, so yeah, <laughs> I'll watch it then. Uh, we we started it tonight, and uh, I don't know. It's okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it has not grabbed my attention. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it hasn't grabbed my attention at all. It's very good looking. Like it's uh, the opening is really uh, vivid and bright and colorful. And then, like right now, I think we're in London and it's dark and I can't see anything. Oh, that sucks. I don't. I don't know what's going on. It's my overall point. But I was wondering if that's who that was at the end of Spider-Man. Mm. In the sky. Oh, I don't know. I, I I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh, they got. Seems like I missed something here. I'm supposed to know who those people are. I'm guessing oh. Eternals. That's interesting. They haven't really tied um 
the uh, not Netflix, yeah, Disney Plus shows into uh, the movies really that much. So I didn't know like is that supposed to be like the the Loki people? You know, I'm talking about the uh, what were they um, called? The TVA or something? Yeah, the TVA. Yeah, that could be. But they look like they were. It just looked like Eternals to me. Honestly, there was one figure that. Um, do you remember? Well, from from the Thor comics, that Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, I remember. I know, I know who he is. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there was one that kind of looked like that. So I don't know. Maybe there might be variants of Thor. Uh, so that ending, I was not expecting at all. Yeah, me neither. That was, that's ballsy. So now they, they effectively rebooted Spider-Man again. Yeah, again. No, I mean, they can, they can do whatever they want now. Yeah. So I guess I'm a little confused about the rules now, because Spider-Man exists. So he did everything that he did. Yeah, I think he did everything he did, but they just don't know who he is, which it it, com- it complicates things. It does, like, yeah. So, like, especially, like, when you look at, like, Far From Home, like, Happy was working very closely with with Peter and, you know, helping him make his own suit in that movie. And, like, so was he just, like, wearing a mask the whole time or something? Like... Yeah. And then, like, you know, he's connected to to Aunt May. Like, he was dating Aunt May in that universe. So, exactly. So, did Peter Parker just not? I mean, he exists, but did he not exist? Right. I, mean, I was a little. I'm sure they'll explain it more, but yeah, hopefully. So, like, yeah, he saved the universe, and he. He fought the vulture. He fought Captain America in Germany. All this stuff still happened. And everybody knew who he was. At least the Avengers did. Well, and they don't make that clear, but obviously Tony knows who he is and Happy knows who he is. I mean, Tony's dead now. Yeah, Dr. Strange knew. And not anymore. No, not anymore. And I guess... uh, Captain America knew who he was, I guess, but he's he's dead now too, or assumably he's dead. He's old. <laughs> he is dead. But they confirmed he is dead. Didn't they? In Falcon Winter Soldier, didn't they? Am I mistaken? Um, I don't know. I I thought they were just referring like he was like retired or something or just older. I thought they, I thought they could have sworn they confirmed he was dead. Uh, I'd have to rewatch that when they get out. Uh, what else? What else? So, one thing that I want to talk about from No Way Home, and this was a very big part for me being an amazing Spider-Man fan, because um, mm. one of the reasons why I loved Amazing Spider-Man Two so much was the death scene of Gwen Stacy. Oh, that scene! Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That was that was really good. I like that a lot. Yeah. Now, oh man, it was so like even even like when I was doing the rewatch of all the movies before No Way Home, I uh, I cried 
when I watched Gwen Stacy's death again, because it's just such an emotional scene, like the whole movie, like you see Peter and Gwen just connecting and mm. developing that relationship. And then she dies like because she's there at the scene trying to help Spider-Man with, you know, first it's Electro and then all of a sudden Green Goblin shows up. And ultimately, that's when she dies. Huh? For no reason at all. He just shows up. It shows up yeah which I, I i read an article that um there was an extended scene of well that was an extended scene where after she dies and falls through the tower um green goblin instead of being knocked out at the top of the tower he's awake sees what's happening sees peter holding gwen's dead body in, in his arms and the goblin's like laughing and cackling and Spider-Man like goes up there and just beats the snot out of him, and yeah. the studio had to cut that because they wanted to keep the PG-13 rating. Um, and it was like a really dark, aggressive scene, and that would have pushed them, I guess, to get rated R because of violence or something. The whole movie was that's uh, dark that's what they said. I don't know. I mean, that, I'm sorry, that guy. I feel really mean saying this, but that guy is creepy looking to begin with. Yeah. Dane Dehan or whatever his name is. Dane he's, Dehan, a, yeah. he's a creepy looking guy to begin with. I'm like, this guy does not need help looking. I feel like I was watching just like him on a regular day in the whole movie. Like, this is just what this guy's like. Yeah. He has a weird growth on his, and he pinches a, like a pimple on his neck, and it's like, Blood squirts out. Like that's just that's just what happens to him every day. Oh yeah. He deteriorates into this like monster. Yeah, it was it was pretty gross how they depicted him. But yeah. So anyway, with that scene. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, in No Way Home, you know, they kind of mimic that scene almost because there is a part where you know Andrew Garfield and toby's spider-man first meet tom holland spider-man they talk about their past and everything and you know andrew's spider-man he specifically says like you know i lost someone close to me and you see him kind of like hold back tears because he's thinking about gwen and uh so during like a towards the end of the big fight scene on the uh statue of liberty um MJ gets knocked down, you know, Zendaya's character, she gets knocked down from the stilts or, you know, catwalks, whatever those things are. Yeah. Uh, and so she's falling and it's very similar to that scene with Gwen Stacy from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And Tom Holland's Peter Parker, he jumps and he gets like, he's about to grab her. And then Green Goblin just comes and, <laughs> you know, just like knocks him out of the way. And so you see Zendaya, she like turns her head and you see her face like, oh no, I'm still falling and my Peter can't get to me. And then you see Andrew Garfield's character, his his face is like lights up like, oh no, not this again. And he jumps out yeah. the the stilts and he he saves her and they land safely on the ground and he checks on her while he's still holding her, you know, and he's like, are, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm okay. And he starts tearing up, and she's like, are you okay? And he's just like, yeah, I'm okay. Oh, man. Yeah. I almost lost it. 
Like I'm I'm in like a sold out theater full of like a bunch of random people, and I I swear I'm just like, you know, like I'm trying so hard not to cry in front of all these people. That was great. That was a great scene. Yeah. That was really good. I really like that. Me too. Like, talk, we we, we kind of hashed it to death here, but they I 100% buy bought them as a couple. 100%. Oh yeah. And I know it helps if they actually dated in real life too, but uh. They have the best chemistry. Like their their interactions and their banter and is like the reason why I will watch those movies is because their interactions are so good. He is such a great actor. Andrew Garfield is such a great actor. Agreed. And, and uh, obviously Emma Stone is too. They're just they're, they're just they're very talented people. They're both. They it is great. Yeah. And I, I agree. So as as my as uh, my friend Kira says, uh, Kirsten Dunst couldn't act her way out of a paper bag. So, <laughs> wow! And I I just I did not buy her and Toby for a minute at all. She comes off as kind of insufferable for most of the trilogy. She has all these expectations of Peter, like you know who he is, right? <laughs> You know who he is. Like you're the one that. Come on, and I don't. I don't care about Zendaya. I don't care. But uh, it doesn't matter now because she doesn't know who he is. Doesn't know. Yeah. yeah. I think um, kind of like how how you mentioned with Kirsten Dunst, like nostalgically. Like I remember watching those movies and uh like as a kid you know you see toby you see kirsten they're all whatever and it just like makes sense like uh, i don't know looking back on it um it seemed like a good love story but trying to watch it like as an adult it's just like she really does have like such like her standards are like here and he's down here trying to work up to those things and it's just like honestly they they really just seem like very opposites yeah it's it's hard it's so hard to see them like chemistry wise it didn't feel it felt so forced um it's they didn't seem right for each other at all and he was just like you know girl next door love uh like you know she's like my my boyhood crush kind of thing i have to have her and that's really just how it seemed like he didn't care about anything else about her personality or whatever. He just wanted yep. her just to have her. Yep. And uh, I think they also, they came from the same, they were literally neighbors. So they were mm-hmm. both, they were both poor. Yeah. And she was, she was like white trash. She was a white trash poor, you know, her, her parents fought. Her, her dad was an alcoholic and junk and uh, not me, not saying Peter Parker's white trash, but he, they're not, they don't have any money. They're not rich. They're, they're lower income. And it seemed like Mary Jane was like a rich girl. That was like her her heir. Her heir always just kind of had that, you know, I'm a I'm a rich girl and whatever. And that's how it was in the amazing Spider-Man, where uh, when Stacy was a rich girl. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, but she didn't have that that heir. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she had, yeah. she was what I think Mary Jane was. At least how I interpreted her, like she's just like this high end 
know. I just I didn't like her. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like Mary Jane because she like we were saying her her standards were just way too high and she was a hypocrite about I mean, yeah, maybe Peter could have tried a little harder here and there, but come on. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that definitely speaks also like to the just the chemistry from Gwen Stacy and you know Peter Parker from the Amazing Spider-Man movies because I mean I think it's it, it's weird too because in each of the Spider-Man franchises the love interests in those movies actually dated in real life you know like Toby and Kirsten Dunst dated for a while Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield dated for a while Zendaya and Tom Holland I think they're still dating dating yeah. Yeah, and it's like it, it's cool because you know them dating in real life means that they have better on-screen chemistry. Yeah. Um, well, supposedly, yeah. You know, supposedly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I liked uh, what I don't know who the actress was, but I liked uh, Liz Allen. I thought she was kind of like I liked her. I don't. I don't like. I, I feel so. Uh, whoever that girl was in the first one. Liz Allen, right? Allen. The girl that's oh, like... yeah. Vulture's daughter. Yeah. I forgot about her. <laughs> oh. Well, see, I, li- I liked her more. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Some, something about Zendaya, especially in the first movie. I can't stand her in the first movie. She's, she's not. And I, I talked about this when we talked about Spider Man and our uh, ranking the Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh, Homecoming is one of the first movies that I saw as an adult that I'm like, mm, I don't think I'm the target audience for this movie. Yeah. It's, it's very teeny. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the humor is like teenager. And like, this is what teens do now. And oh, look at these teenagers. And like, ah, okay, I'm in my 30s, man. This is. Yeah. <laughs> We're definitely so not little, the target audience. <laughs> no. And I think that was it. Like, I don't get Zendaya, I don't get her humor. I don't know. I don't. She was trying to be, and I guess people think she's hilarious and everything. And yeah, I didn't find her funny in Homecoming at all. Like anytime she makes a joke, I'm like, okay, where's the vulture? You know, it, it's funny you say that because um, back, oh gosh, it was a few years ago now. But um, I was a long-term sub. Now I've mentioned that a few times, but. Uh, yeah. The last day of school, when uh, for my biology class that I, I taught, um, I played Spider-Man: Homecoming, and um, you know this is like a bunch of freshmen and sophomores at the time. I mean, they were just eating it up. Like every scene that you know, and not just in Dega's parts, but just throughout the whole movie, they were just cracking up the whole time. So, and and I'm sitting there like, really. Like that, you laugh at that. <laughs> like, okay, cool. And it's just like you know that generation gap. Like I just I didn't yeah. get it, you know. But they yeah. loved it, so yeah, good for them. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it works. Something to do. Just something to do with her. I don't know. I'm I'm sure she's fine. I haven't seen her in anything else. I think she was a Disney Channel actress. She was in some yeah. Disney Channel show or movie. So that explains why I didn't know who she was. Like she showed up in the credits as Zendaya. Like, who's Zendaya? <laughs> Tom Holland, John Favreau, Zendaya. Who's that? It's a stage name for sure. I think Prince, Madonna. Come on. Yeah. 
she's in a lot of stuff now but honestly before spider-man and disney like i don't know i didn't really hear of her it was good though good movie oh definitely that uh that uh no way home so i guess now the question is where do we go from here so now you got you got proper you got a proper spider-man who's poor a proper peter parker who's poor who lives in a crappy apartment uh he's already has his feud going with uh j jonah jameson which i think it's awesome that they got jk simmons back oh he there's no other person that can play him he was commissioner gordon in a like justice league like yeah "Hmm." it was weird yeah no he's perfect as jameson and oh I, i i liked the um the suit that Tom Holland made at the end of No Way Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like almost exactly like the one from um like the cartoon Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I guess I'm just I'm curious where they're gonna go from here now. Especially with villains. Like are they just gonna do like a it feels like it'd be lazy to do another variant of I don't know, Doc Ock. Like, let's do Doc Octopus again. Like, no, don't do Doc Octopus again. Do somebody else. But who do they do now? Because they've done all the heavy hitters. They've done all of them. They've done Shocker. They've done Green Goblin. They've done Mysterio, Rhino. Uh, all, like, all, the, all the villains in the Spider-Man movies. They've done all of them. I don't know of any, I would say, familiar names that they could do. Unless they want to really dive deep into the the Spider-Man rogues gallery, but then you got to be careful because if you don't pick a an interesting enough villain, no one's going to care. Yeah. Who wants to see the chameleon? Mm. With the general audience, you and I, sure, but the general audience, who's going to want to see the chameleon? Yeah. Or, I mean, they set up the scorpion. They, they introduced the character in, uh, sure. in Homecoming, but... Yeah. I don't know. I think I would like to see something um, like if they brought Vincent D'Onofrio back um, as the Kingpin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that'd be cool. I'd be Although, um, I mean, which is is kind of weird because I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a while since I've seen it, but the end of Daredevil season three doesn't he go to jail again? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I think so. But he also knows who uh, Daredevil is. That's true. Um, That's the other thing. That was a cool cameo by Daredevil, I guess, but it doesn't matter because now (laughs) he doesn't know who Peter Parker is. Exactly. They just want to say, say, look who's in the MCU now. That looks like a pickup. That was like a pickup... what do you call it? A pickup scene. They just a pickup shoot. They did. They shot that scene in one day, yeah. just so they could say, "Hey, look, he's back." But now it doesn't matter because no one knows who Peter Parker is. Uh, well. Oh well. Um, where where are you at on Hawkeye? I don't know, man. I don't remember. No, we haven't watched since he came back from San Antonio. So. Oh, okay, I got you. Just checking. But 
Yeah, I mean, as far as uh, I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home, I I have nothing but good things to say about it. Everything was just fantastic. Uh, overall, very very good film. Very well done. There were a ton of characters in it, but honestly, I think they did it pretty well with everyone in it. They really did, yeah. And uh, knowing how many people are going to be in this thing, and I've been doing this since the Avengers in 2012, how are they going to balance everybody? But I think that it wasn't muddled and it wasn't weighed down. It broke the the three-movie curse. Yeah. Uh, It literally had too many villains in it. It had every villain in it. Yeah. But they managed it really well. Whereas Spider-Man 3 didn't, and to a lesser extent, the Amazing Spider-Man Two didn't. Yeah. Man, which you know now after No Way Home's come out, a lot of people are um, kind of showing some love for Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, and there's a big movement online to get Amazing Spider-Man Three, which um, Tom Holland said he wants to take a break. Not just from Spider-Man movies, but just movies in general for a few years. He's been working nonstop for yeah, forever since he was like five. (laughs) Seems like, Uh, but so Tom Holland wants to take a break for a while. Andrew Garfield said that he was absolutely open to another Spider-Man movie. Um, So hopefully, you know, people are really wanting that third Amazing Spider-Man movie. And I count me in, in there too because I definitely want it. So hopefully, you know, we'll see if that happens. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. Well, uh, Kirsten Dunn said that she would she would come back to play Mary uh, Jane again. I'm like, uh, I don't think anybody wants that. Yeah, I think I put a laugh reaction. I saw that. <laughs> it's yeah. I would totally be down for a fourth Toby movie because people have talked about that too. But, but you know, Kirsten Dunst is going to be involved in that. I don't know. I, I wanted it for a, for a while because they they built up the lizard for you know, three whole movies or two whole movies. And I thought, hey, man, Spider-Man 4, bring in the lizard. That'd be cool. Yeah. And uh, they didn't do it. But uh, the Spider-Man 3 game... He was there. He's in the game. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. I th- I thought that was weird. Like, cause the same thing. Like they had a Doctor Connors that kind of popped in every now and then and talk, especially in Spider Man Two, where yeah, he, he kind of talked yeah. to him. And then they never had him. He was in the first one too. Well, he's mentioned. He oh. Peter Parker says, "Uh, I got fired. It was Doctor Connors fired me." Oh, that's right. And then he's, he's a character in the second one, and then a major character or a supporting character in the third one. Yeah, I I thought that was weird, you know, because the same thing. I thought for sure Lizard was going to be in the third movie, and then you never see him in any of the Toby movies, and he's the first villain on the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good choice, though. Oh yeah, he was good. Uh, I think he was definitely a good first villain to face off against. Yeah. That's the thing that I noticed with a lot of, not all of them, but a lot of superhero movies were like, uh, they'll make it and then they'll pick the the A-list top tier villain for the first villain. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? 
Yeah. I mean, sometimes it works. Like the first Batman movie, he fights the Joker, which is you know his his most famous villain, and it worked. But sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. That's like throwing Venom at Spider-Man in the first movie. You're like, no, don't do that. He'll die. Yeah, exactly. This 15-year-old kid is going to die. Oh, man. Uh, well, I think it's definitely uh, exciting to see what they do with him next. Uh, it would be really cool to see that. And I've yet to see uh, either one of the Venom movies. So... It took me a minute when they had that post credit scene. I'm like, who's that? Yeah. And then uh, I guess a couple of them, oh, that's Tom Hardy. Oh, it's Venom. That's who that voice is. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I've seen the first one. Uh, it was it was all right. I liked it. I haven't seen Let There Be Carnage. I heard that one was definitely better than the first one. Uh oh. I was going to watch it, too, the other day, but um, I, I searched for all the Spider-Man movies and, and the Venom movies online, um, or not, not not online, but on our like uh, our smart TV, because you can search it and it tells you which streaming service it's on. Um, before No Way Home came out, they were all on Amazon, where you can just rent them. Now, they're all taken down. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, so stupid. I'm gonna have to like wait until they come back on, or just buy it. So I'm gonna wait. Why don't you go to Redbox? I'm sure it's there. Oh uh, yeah, I, I could, but I don't know. My experience with Redbox, like I stopped going to Redbox uh, some years ago, uh, just because every time I'd go rent uh, a DVD, it'd be so scratched up you couldn't even oh, watch really? anything. Yeah. That's- I've never had a bad experience with Redbox before. No, it happened too many times, so I just stopped using it. That sucks, man. Yeah. yeah nothing but good things I've had with them. Yeah. I think Redbox, if I'm not mistaken, they started like their own streaming service now. Come on. Well, like it's just movies. Like you have to rent to watch the movie, but that's a thing now. You remember the movie bean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Does your dad still have it? Uh, I'm sure. He, I think he turned it into something else. I think he used the parts. He stripped it for parts. Oh, smart. I think I think I could be wrong. Uh. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that uh, are confused, <laughs> we used to work at a Hollywood video back in the day, which if you don't know what that is... <laughs> It was a blockbuster uh, competitor. And uh, at one point, we got these things called movie beans. And it's the stupidest thing. It was a box that you would buy, like a cable box. And you'd, uh, I guess, hook it up to your TV, and you could uh, rent movies. And it would beam the movie into your, you know, that's the whole thing. It would would beam the movie to your TV. But it was like... uh, in sync with Hollywood Video. So whatever uh, new releases for Hollywood Video, you could rent that movie for two days or five days or whatever and watch it on TV and it would go away once the uh, the time went up. Yeah. It's like, so this is pay-per-view. 
which is just it's pay-per-view. The thing that most people have, because most people have dish or satellite cable. I mean, most people do. Yeah. Don't you just go to DirecTV and rent The Departed instead of renting it from Movie Bean? Yeah. But we had to sell them. That was like a, one of those things. Like, you got to sell this many. Oof. Yeah, I think I stopped working there right when they came out, so I didn't have to sell any. <laughs> yeah. I sold at least one. And it was your dad. <laughs> My dad. Thank you, Father. Yeah, thank you, Daddy. <laughs> uh, so, glowing review for a Spider-Man No Way Home. It's really good. It's chock full of all kinds of nostalgic. And see, this is a good example of uh, fan service done right. Mm-hmm. They didn't just go, oh, look, here's Wicket the Ewok. Ooh, here's Lando Calrissian. Ooh, look at all this stuff. Fan service, fan service. Look, he said, damn it, Jim. Or, oh, uh, here's a Tribble. No, man. This movie did fan service really well. It respected you. It knows you're a fan of uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies and uh, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. And they said, hey, look, here's that villain you liked, but they're not dumb. They're, they're actually kind of confused where they are. Where are we? What's going on? It, it was really, really good. And it, it, I had a grin on my, the biggest grin on my face the whole time. And it got even bigger when those portals showed up and Tobey oh. Maguire and Andrew Garfield stepped out. That was so, so cool. I feel like a little kid again watching these movies. It was so good. Really, 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 they did a, they did a damn good job. Very and good. I, I mean, I know it was so silly to get all geeky about a, a dumb comic book movie, but hey, they, they're fun. It was a lot of fun. Definitely. I mean, Spider-Man has always been one of my, my favorite superheroes just in general yeah. all the time growing up. So, uh, yeah, I mean, fantastic movie. Uh, they definitely did fan service very well. And for those of you who like memes and the particular Spider-Man meme, uh, it's in there too. It's, um, it's subtle. It's there. It's so subtle. I didn't even catch it. I had to watch, uh, I found a meme of it later. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I shared it with, with Justin too. I think maybe we should share the meme after a while on our page, you know, after it's been like a couple months. And then, you know, we'll, we'll share it with you guys. But, yeah, the, the finger-pointing meme from the multiverse Spider-Man, it's in there. You just got to find it. It's really good. <laughs> Have we got anything else we want to say? Um, yeah, you know what? I, I think... I think... We maybe have a dad joke don't we you got one i believe i do i think late on hmm let me see i I don't know uh there's so many so many good ones but um let's see 
So here, here's one, and it kind of goes back to what you were saying about, you know, how handy we are, you know, because you've never had a plumber in your house, like you said. You, you, you work on everything yourself, you're very hands-on. So here is, um, here is my question for you. What did the sink tell the toilet? Oh, well. You look flushed. Nice. That's good. <laughs> good I like that. Yeah, that's good. Oh. All right. I think we just lost half our listeners on that one. <laughs> Not even my dad is still here. <laughs> no, he gave up on us a long time ago. Yeah. He's not a <laughs> just, big Spider-Man fan, so he tapped out like an hour ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> All right. Well, for those of you who are still with us, thank you for listening to our ramblings of uh, Spider-Man. We're huge fans, clearly, as you can see. Um, yep. Up. Oh, no, Cacao demons. Cacao. Cacao demons. Cacao demons? Caca, 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 demons. Oh, I thought you were saying like cacao, like 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 the weird way of like spelling cocoa. That's cacao. That's the thing. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like C A C A O. Anyway, um, so if you if you liked what you heard today, mm-hmm. then tell everybody. I mean. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, Google Playlists, Apple Podcasts, or sorry, Google Podcasts, I said playlists, but yeah, you you know what I meant. Um, make sure and rate and review. That helps us spread the word on that platform so we can get this podcast out there. Um, follow us on Facebook, Two Tired Dads Pod, Two Tired Dads, Instagram, Two Tired Dad Podcasts. And then Twitter, it is at Dad's Tired. Um, yep. Follow us everywhere that you are interested in. Um, we try to stay pretty regular, posting stuff on there, and uh, message us. You know, we um, we we reach out to our, our fans who uh, we've actually had a few people reach out to us recently, uh, just you know, messaging and everything. So uh, yeah, have a conversation with us. We don't mind talking to you. Um, Yeah, so reach out. Maybe even have you on the show if you are a father or have some parenting advice yourself. Um, So we can look into that. And yeah, just keep keep on trucking with us. We we appreciate you staying along for the ride. I was going to say trucking. (laughs) Nice. Keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. All right, guys. Well, I don't. I don't know what to say. I, I don't really. I don't really know you. So. Well, just uh, goodbye and good luck. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye.